Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The Fibber McGee and Molly Show. Every weekday at this time, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. We'll join Fibber and Molly in just a moment. Every day last year on the highways, an average of 103 Americans like yourself or those in your family were killed in automobile accidents. But a lot of highway deaths don't seem to bother us much unless someone in our own family is killed. We are shocked, however, and do become excited when an occasional disaster or catastrophe strikes and claims a large toll of life. Why? If a tornado over which man has no control strikes several states and kills 100 people, is that disaster any worse than 100 Americans being killed in a single day in automobile accidents over which the drivers do have control in the way they conduct themselves on the highways? The daily toll of 103 deaths a day in traffic accidents is America's greatest shame. You can do your part in helping to fight this disaster on the highways by being a safer driver and working in your community and state for strict law enforcement that means safer traveling for all of us. At all times, you must remember to drive as though your life depends on it. It does. Saturday afternoon, for the 27th time this year, Mrs. McGee bumped into a large and very sad-looking obstruction in the middle of the living room floor and said to her husband as follows. McGee, huh? you've been promising to take care of this thing for a month. Well, I will. I'm going to. Whatever time. This Christmas tree has got to go. Oh, now, gee whiz. Molly, you, you sound like you mean right now. If not, sooner. Oh, okay. I'll get it out, okay? One tree coming out. That was last Saturday afternoon. Here we are six days later in the kitchen at 79 Wistful Vista, and Mrs. McGee says... McGee? Huh? For almost a week now, that Christmas tree's been standing on the back porch. Yeah. Let's get it out of here. To tell you the truth, I've been meaning to do that just as soon as I can figure out what to do with it. Have you thought of the trash man? That's what I say. We can have the trash man haul away. Sure, the, the trash reason man. I mention the trash man is because he's coming down the alley right now. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, boy, is this ever good timing. I hope I haven't missed him. Hey, trash! Hey, wait! Hey, you! Trash, hold it! Huh? I got something here for you. Here. Uh, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who are you? Why, Pippa McGee. I, I live in that house there, number 79. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's this, my Christmas present? No, this is just our old Christmas tree. We want to get rid of it. Oh, I thought it was my Christmas present, because so far I never got no Christmas present from you. Well, I'm sorry, Trash. It must have slipped my... Now, wait a minute. I, you did, too. I, I got you. Let me think. I'm... Sure, of course I did. Did what? I did, too, get you a Christmas present. I got you a tie. Got it down at the Bonton. Red tie with pink nasturtiums. I left it on top of our can on Christmas morning, don't you remember? Oh, yeah. Now I do. You never even thanked me for it, Trash. Why should I, mister? There was no card on it that says who's it from. Well, I run out of cards. Anyway, what's that got to do with it? Well, I never figured that tie for a gift. I took one look at it and caught you was throwing it away. 
So that's what I've done with it. Well, that's your hard luck, Trash. If you ain't sartorial enough to recognize a foreign imported expensive neckwear when you see one, well, here. Uh, nothing doing. Huh? I still say you were throwing that tie away. No, thank you. What you mean, no, thank you? I ain't hauling no old trees away for no skin flints. Get rid of it yourself. Now, just a darn minute, Buster. As a city employee, I help pay your salary. You a city employee? No, you are. And by George... Not me, Mac. I don't work for no city. I got a contract. That's what I got. I got a contract to haul trash. And my contract don't include no recombustible vegetation, which that tree is. All right. So you don't work for the city. You're an independent contractor. But even so... You said it. I'm the most independent contractor in town. See you next Christmas, tightwad. Hey, hey, come back here. Hey, you. Wouldn't take it, huh? No. And boy, is the city hall going to hear about this. This is a pretty kettle of fish. What am I going to do with this dad ratted thing anyhow? Why don't you saw it up and burn it in the fireplace? I would, except for two things. What? A, I haven't got a saw since Doc Gamble came and took it back. And B, and most important, you wouldn't let me buy this tree till they sprayed it with that fireproof stuff. Remember? Oh, old cautious me. You betcha. This thing won't burn. And it's got my back up. I'll get rid of this thing. Hey, well, wouldn't it be funny if I... <laughs> yeah, that's what I'll do. Oh. <laughs> Never you mind, Tootsie. You just trot back in the house and start fixing old dad some lunch. When I come back in half an hour, just call me Treeless McGee. <laughs> to Wisp Vista in a minute. Recently, the Red Cross was called upon to undertake an immediate and dramatic expansion of its participation in the National Blood Program to make available all the gamma globulin possible for the prevention of paralysis from polio. Experiments conducted over the past two years have demonstrated the effectiveness of this treatment. It takes approximately one pint of blood to make an average dose of gamma globulin as used in polio. One injection protects a child for a period of one to five weeks following exposure. Therefore, there is an additional need for blood donations now, in order that we may be able to do our utmost to safeguard our children during the epidemic period next summer. There has been no let-up in the need for blood for overseas and for the thousands of wounded men in our military hospitals still fighting for a chance to live. If you are an adult... Call your local Red Cross chapter for an appointment to make a donation of your blood for the National Blood Program, which aims to supply the total blood needs of the country. Join the thousands of Americans who are rolling up their sleeves. Take pride in having helped save a life. Hey, Molly, I'm back. Who's that, Felix McGee? Yeah. Got rid of it, did you? Oh, I did, kiddo. What's for lunch? I got the appetite of a lumberjack, and why not? Now, who can that be right at lunchtime? Oh, it's you, Doc. Yes, Dr. Gamble and Tree. Oh, my gosh, it's her. Well, thanks just the same, Doctor, but we can't use another one. We just got rid of ours. This is it, Molly. Your husband, he's into my side yard. Oh, no, McGee. Where did he go? Probably hiding the little saffron abdomen. I heard that. I heard that. And don't think you can insult me by using medical phaseology, Dim Dome. 
I know what color sapin is, and I know the abdomen's the same as the... Hold it, Blabby. There's a lady present. Don't tell me there's a lady present. What? Uh, I mean, I knew it before he did. What is this all about? An old gas bag here was calling me lily-livered. Lily-livered my eye. I said saffron abdomen, and that means yellow-bellied. Ooh, hold it, Doc. There's a lady present. I know this lady. If there are any gentlemen present, would either of you like to explain what the fall from spruce tree is doing in our house? It's his. Let him tell you. If not... That's the tree he tossed over the fence against the back door of my office. Why, that fence is six feet high. Did you see me do it? No, but I recognized your dirty laugh. Oh, there isn't another set of tonsils in town with that nasty vibratory tremor. What have you to say, dearie? Nothing. I'm as innocent as an unborn calf. There is a resemblance. With millions of old Christmas trees around, why pick on me? Can you prove it? Yes, I can prove it, you little chiseler. When I picked up this scrubby shrub, the trash man drove up and recognized it. Here, take it. <laughs> shove it down your throat, only you'd be calling me right back to remove it. And I'm too busy to be bought. Great Scott. I was examining old man McDonald and I gotta go. <laughs> All right, treeless. Now what? Don't worry, I'll get rid of it. Get your hat and come on along. I'll haul this thing out in the country. You see any farmhouses along here? Not for the last few miles. You see anybody anywhere? Trust us. I got it's about time. Dump this tree on the road. I'll probably have the highway department on my neck. So over the fence it goes. At last. It'll lay there in that field and nobody will ever. I told you I'd get it. Hey, what's the over there? Where'd we come from? Must have crawled out of a culvert. Hey, you, stop. Mama, let's get out of here. You got the key, or shall I fish mine out? I got mine right here. My dad blasted dad right of Look more on the front porch. Heavenly, where's the Christmas tree? Uh. How did it ever get back here? And ahead of us, too. It's a curse on us. That's what it is. My gosh. It couldn't walk back. How on earth did it get here? Wait a second. Here's a note. Tied to the branch. What does it say? Roses are red, violets are blue. Your license plate led me to you. It's signed. Next time, I'll have my shotgun with me. Oh, this is ridiculous. Honestly, I feel like this tree is haunted, Molly. You know what? My gosh. Look, if I'm not home for dinner, don't wait up for me. Where are you going? I don't know where I'm going, but I'm not coming home with this tree. You know where? Right back at the lot where we bought it. The man was still there? Oh, he's still in business. He runs a nursery now. Got a sale on. And he left it off the tree there, huh? Well, he did better than that. He gave me a dollar and a quarter credit for it. On this dandy new five dollar tree. 
Take a look, Molly. Look at that. It's small, but ain't it a honey? Hey, what do we want with a Christmas tree this time of year? Oh, but Molly, it's a live tree. It's planted in a tub. We set it out in the backyard, see? Next Christmas, we won't spend a nickel. We just cut it down and drag it in the house. Oh, boy, that's the best idea I ever had. Come on up and set it out. We'll be right back. For more than 26 years, more listeners have enjoyed more radio programs on NBC than on any other radio network. Today, when you tune to NBC, you can always depend upon the quality of programs you will hear. Listen this weekend for top drama, mystery, comedy, news, and music on this station. You'll hear the NBC Symphony Orchestra in another superb concert of outstanding music direct from the stage of New York's Carnegie Hall. You'll hear more wonderful entertainment on many great new radio shows tomorrow and Sunday. Be sure to check your local paper for the time of broadcast on this station. And remember that Monday means music on NBC. When you tune here each Monday evening, you'll be entertained by the Railroad Hour, the Voice of Firestone, and the Telephone Hour. Gordon McRae presides over the operettas presented on the Railroad Hour. On the Voice of Firestone, you'll hear the music of Howard Barlow, while Donald Boris conducts the Bell Symphonic Orchestra on the telephone hour. Be sure to hear them all next Monday evening. Ladies and gentlemen, Look Magazine and the National Municipal League in the current issue of Look are saluting 11 All-America cities of 1953. These cities are presented awards for the efforts of their own citizens in working for better civic conditions, cleaning up vice and corruption, improving schools, hospitals, utilities, and similar activities. And we're happy to see that one of these 11 cities is our old hometown, Peoria, Illinois. Yeah. So we'd like to add our own salute to Peoria and to station W-E-E-K there as it celebrates this fine achievement. These 11 cities offer convincing proof that when determined, hard-hitting citizens walk in, crime walks out. Good night. Good night, all. has brought you the Fibber McGee and Molly program transcribed with Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Campbell and Jack Moyles as the Jackman. This is John Wald inviting you to be with us again next Monday night for another visit with Fibber McGee and Molly. Tomorrow, enjoy Bill Cullen and your road show on the NBC Radio Network.